Welcome to the 20th episode of the City Boys Show. I'm Javier, and we got Danny and the Buzz. What is going on, guys? What is going on? <laughs> How you guys Good been? to be back. It's been a minute. It's been even longer for me, but I am also back, and it feels good to be back. I, I like it. It's been too long. Danny, with the with the new stash, what's going on here, Danny? Bro, I uh, I don't know. I uh, I was playing on an Instagram filter. I got the stash, and Maddie was like, ooh, I this like is, this that. Is what, so this is what Danny's out. looking like to me right now. He's looking a little <laughs> Ted Lasso. <laughs> yes. <laughs> too, too much Apple for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> It looks um, good. So, you should you should do that thing where what is it November or October where they grow it for like charity? Yeah, no yeah, shave, no shave November. November. Yeah, this is that's like what I'm planning run. on doing it. Exactly. <laughs> but we gotta we we this episode we're gonna recap our loss against DC United. I don't like we just been losing nonstop since we stopped doing the show. Is it our fault? Could be. I don't know. But <laughs> we've been uh we've been on a a whirlwind lately, and it's it's been brutal to watch. But um. We're going to do that. What have you guys been up to in this little break that we've had? Uh, crying over NYCFC <laughs> losses on my end. Um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you? You're the one with the big news. Yes. Yeah, so I had a baby in this in this time off. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Um, it's uh, been sleepless nights because of the baby, but sleepless nights because of NYCFC. It's, it's been brutal to watch. Yeah, I, I decided to just leave the country altogether and uh run away from uh the nycfc <laughs> uh, i actually got to watch real soccer in europe uh sorry sorry <laughs> I, I thought i was on mute there uh, <laughs> Good Wait, did you actually get to go to a soccer game while you're over there i didn't get to go but the last week i was in italy was the start of the cdr league so i got to watch a couple on tv and um, you know it's like religion in Italy, so everybody's watching it when the game's on. Nice, I like it. I hope I like those it. games went better than our games. Uh, they they were two and one now. Yes, they they're playing well. All nice. right, but but let let's get into our I guess our trash trashy play out there. <laughs> um, so our offense just couldn't find opportunities. Let's get into the game. Uh, in in the twenty fourth minute. Uh, Ola Kamara comes out and hits a goal on us. Uh, it, it was like an easy, easy shot for them. I don't. What do you guys make of that? Was he out of place, or or what? What was what went wrong there? I guess. I'll let you go first, Buzz. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is our defense completely not doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, that was that you're not supposed to have a shot that easy. Like you, you, you should have some type of defense, even if he was, you know. Uh, watching seeing a shot that easy you're like it's like a fifa game against us like that should not happen in in, in real soccer yeah agree i mean ole camara was running in and then no one was on him like it wasn't that like someone couldn't catch up to him it was just that he just ran through the defense and no one followed and i just you know our defense has been all over the place we got gray sometimes playing right back sometimes playing center back now which i think he's playing better in center back than he was in, as right back um but still like our defense has not been consistent with players and have not been consistent in play and uh and we just let an easy one go 
Um, yeah, I, was, I felt like Gray has been playing well, but I think he may have been out of position on that particular goal. Uh, yeah. But it's tough when you have Martins out, you have Callens out, which is two of our main guys who've been on the defense, really been the back line this whole season. So to have two of those guys out, uh, it, I mean, you could tell. We, we keep making huge defensive mistakes. Um, let's go to the 27th minute. Hebed scores. Uh, it was a it was a good shot. I, I thought it was good. I mean, everybody always says like, yeah, he gets his little shots. They're easy, ten feet shot. <laughs> but I mean, he's still doing it, right? I mean, we needed a we needed a goal out of Hebed. We need a we we obviously are missing a true striker out there. Yeah, I heard some haters on Twitter being like, oh, I was a deflection. That's the only way he went in. Who cares? The goal's a goal, my dad guy, and. Uh, you could tell that there was like a weight lifted off his shoulders after he scored that goal. Um, he really needed it. I think the team really needed it. Uh, so it was a good goal. I I'm excited for him. The rest of the game didn't go so great. So, you know, it is I'll what agree. it is. But yeah, I'll agree. A goal is a goal. And I do think sometimes like deflections like that, they seem to happen for goal scorers. They usually get that lucky bounce or that deflection, you know. But something that Javi just mentioned a little while ago was about our defense not being the same defenders, missing Martins and missing Callens. I remember under a different coach, we had shuffled our defensive line like 15 times in the beginning of the season, yet we were still having clean sheets. So <laughs> I, I think there might be more than just the players on the pitch. We'll get to that later, though. No, I, I agree with you in that sense. Um, So, yeah, I think that goal, it was like we uh, once that goal got they made that goal. It was like, damn, like we are in bad, bad shape. Hebed brings life back to the team. We needed that at that moment. Hebed needed that. Like you said, it, it just brought a little bit back life. And then the second half happened. <laughs> and uh, I forget his name. Steven Burnbaum. I, I'm probably saying his name wrong. It was a beautiful cross to uh, cross to the, to, to the goal. Uh, and he did a header. But he was left wide open. And this is what's just been happening. Defensive mistake after defensive mistake. Where we're constantly trying to play catch up. And DC United knew this at this point. They were playing defensive the whole game. So they were waiting to beat us on a counter or beat, beat us on a set piece. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Also, that team is like giants, bro. Like we've already have a short team, right? Our average of short team comes down because Maxi's uh, the little genius. Uh, but every time they had a set piece, those guys were hovering over us. Um, so I think it made it really hard. I hear, you know, as per Ian Paul Joy, that they're really good on set pieces, but they are still the worst team in MLS. So I think no excuses. Sean Johnson should have had that save. At the same time, our defense really needs to step up because I felt like we didn't do anything to stop that shot. And I get if it was just like a height difference and he made it in, but that we had an ability to stop that corner and we didn't. So. Yeah, um, um, it's tough. It, it was it was really tough to watch, and I think so. This is what Nick had to say. He he kind of took ownership for how the game went played out right there, and this is what he had to say. As the head coach, it's it will be on me, and is on me from day one, and I'm aware of that. I'm aware that um, in these difficult moments, it's my job to to look at myself and see where I can contribute and where I can fix this problem but also where um you know reflection and it's my job to pick the guys up and you know like i say i come out of a, a out of a locker room where um i see a group of guys and a, and, a, and a team that is together off and on the pitch and that's 
coaching staff, team, and office staff. We're aware we're in a really difficult moment, but I think it's about consistently continuing to work hard, evaluate, reflect, and we will do that. So, so to piggyback off that, does this team feel like it's together? Because I, I don't know. I feel like we saw that that little bickering between Maxi and Santi a couple weeks ago. Is this team still united as they were prior to when we had Tati, when we had Ronnie Dyla? What do you guys think? <laughs> Buzz is shaking your head for people listening on the podcast. Why, why are you shaking your head, Buzz? No. I mean, we, we talked about this, and I, I give credit to the team. The excuse me, I give credit to the players because they immediately uh, showed a united front. The second that Ronnie left, uh, they did a really good job of rallying. I mean, they I, I felt like over the top they went to defend Cushing and say good things about him, and 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 I think the team tried. I really do. I think they tried to be united. I think they tried to continue the momentum, but it's not translating on the pitch and you could see with these little you know tiffs if you will they're not happy they're not and you can't expect it you're the reigning champions right now and you're playing horribly you're losing five out of six games it's natural for morale to be down and it's going to translate that frustration onto the pitch with each other uh, but i think they did at least attempt uh in the beginning i'm not sure if cushing is helping that case but right now i don't think we're playing as a you know, as a true team. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd agree with buzz. Um, I think the team is suffering morale wise and it's one because of the losses, but I also put a bit of that blame on Nick Cushing. I've noticed that the team goes from let's win a championship to let's just play well. And you could tell that a lot of the players are like, I'm only here until I join Europe. And I think, it comes from two places. I think, you know, when you see your star player and your head coach who got you that championship leave to Europe, it's going to be hard to not think, why am I in MLS, right? And then we have Nick Cushing, which I think, you know, from what I've seen the past few games is that he's an X's and O's guys. I actually do like the strategy he has out there, but I don't know if he has the presence to boost that team's morale and go, let's get out of this funk um, that Ronnie has. And so, you know, it's, it's, it sucks to still compare him to Ronnie because we've had so many games, but when we're losing, it's hard not to. And so I think Cushion's got to step up on that and get that team motivated because they just don't look motivated out there. Yeah. I, I, well, it's, it's a struggle for me because I don't think it's a lack of effort. I think they're still trying. It's not like they're going on the pitch and people aren't running full speed. Uh, granted, Hebed is sometimes a little lazy, <laughs> but I do think like it's more of, injuries we got to think about the injuries we lost parks we lost uh Callens. we lost tiago martins but even when some of our defenders were still there we were still making those mental mistakes that we shouldn't and i think when we talk about mistakes uh mental mistakes or defensive positioning that goes back to coaching and i think that's where we're running into a problem because like when when somebody makes a mistake in baseball, it, it's pointing at the manager when there's an error. Like, hey, you should be correcting this. This shouldn't be happening under your watch. And I think it's the same situation here. It, it's like these defensive mistakes shouldn't be happening, and they're happening every game consistently. There's only so many Sean Johnson saves we can have, and still we're going to be down a couple goals. So I, I think that's where we're struggling. If we look at our last six games, we're one in five. 
and, and it's it's been tough but it's so hard to pinpoint what exactly is the problem because we have so many of the same pieces do we think i guess one of the things i was thinking is all right we know hebed can be hot and cold but talis magno i think we expected more from and we're not seeing that is he ready to step up you know how people were calling talis magno some magician thing the the magician or something yeah, uh, gonna start calling him Houdini, man, because the man's disappearing <laughs> consistently, and I just don't understand what's going up with Talis Magno. And I guess when I think of like um, motivation, and when I, I I'm really talking about Santi and Talis Magno, because Talis Magno is completely not the same player he used to be. And I don't understand if it's because Dati just made him so much better because he like uh, brought some defense away from him and was able to distribute the ball so Talis Magno could just focus on what he was good at. Um, but now he's out there and he's completely disappearing during games. And Santi isn't disappearing. He's, I think he's really active in games. But he's completely uh, frustrated all the time yelling at everyone, getting yellow cards at everyone. And I don't think that helps morale. And I don't know why he's not put in check and go, yo, you need to chill out. Like, you're one of the leaders of the team. You got to control that temper. Well, it looks like that's what Maxi was trying to do a couple weeks ago, right? Put him in his place and be like, hey, you you need to stop barking at people and play a team game, which is what his soccer is. Yeah, but Cushing needs to do that too, man. And needs to blow up his spot in the press conference. Yo, something's, you know, first of all, he's not always there. And then, like, he's not – for a while, he was playing pretty bad, and he was like, no, something's been playing great, which was a lie. And I've noticed now that Cushion has a tendency of lying during press conferences. But on top of that, like, tell say your boy's not being a team player. We got to get him straight because it doesn't help the team chemistry. I know I've been gone for a while, but everything Danny just said, I said months ago, <laughs> okay? I told you I don't know how Cushion could come out. We were all in that conference room together. And Cushing is saying, like, Santi is unbelievable. And Danny buys it. Danny's like, oh, yeah, maybe it's not as bad as I thought because Cushing <laughs> said it. No, it's – you know, Danny, I really think it's the first thing you said. I think that this underscores truly one of the importance that Tati had on our team. You have to focus. No matter who you are on that pitch, you need to know where Tati is at all times. And if you're focusing on Tati, a guy like Magno, who I think is uber talented, and I think he's going to have a great career – has that more flexibility. He has that freedom to run a little bit more because they're concentrating on Tati. I'm not saying it's Jordan and Pippen, but Jordan and Pippen aren't the same without each other. Those That was a really good dynamic duo. And I think that with Tati being gone and no true goal scorer, they could focus more on Magno. But is, is, is Magno a true goal scorer? I guess that's the no. question because, yeah, that's what I'm saying because we have him slotted sometimes at the number nine, but he doesn't look natural there. He he moves way too close to get the ball in yeah. to then distribute to someone else, and we need somebody to be that true scorer. Javi, he's not a goal scorer, and that is why when we lost Tati, I said we need a number nine. Danny's telling me about Heber is going to have some you know resurgence <laughs> was, in yeah. life. He's going to score 500 goals, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I said, we could move Talis there. I don't want it. Talis is a playmaker. He needs that ball. Once the defense collapses on him, he will find the open guy. But to ask him to just score goals when his natural instinct, like you said, Javi, is to come back and get that ball, yeah. he's not going to be successful. 
no, I, I agree. And I think one person that could step it up is Tiago. Tiago's got the speed. He's got, I think he can score. I, I honestly think he's a goal scorer as well. But Tiago, sometimes he's too fast for the players. And I feel like they don't dish him the right ball when he needs to be dished it at, at a certain part. But I think Tiago could be the one to step it up. And one person who has been stepping it up is Perea. Perea's got like, uh, every time he scores, it's a nasty goal. It's not just a chip. Like it's from outside of the box, and it's deadly. And that's one thing that I think we're missing also is scoring outside of the box. We need somebody to be deadly out there, and that's one thing I think we're missing with Kean Parks. Anytime Kean Parks was in the middle and outside of the box, it made it drew defenders in, which then gives us space inside of the box. And I think without Kean Parks, we don't have that deadly goal scorer outside of the box that we can rely on. Even though Zalalem did have actually a really nice shot last week towards the end of the game that could have been a goal. But uh, did you guys, what did you guys think of that new guy, uh, Star Pellegrini? The uh, the guy from uh, Miami, right? Yeah, from Inter Miami. Yeah. I mean, it's, I didn't see anything special. I mean, if he was just released, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I was expecting special, but uh, serviceable from what I saw so far. Danny? Agreed. I think the sample size was too small. I like that he brought some speed. He brought some intensity, but he didn't have much time out there to, to do much. Um, I thought I thought it was a good attempt to try to take that shot at the end to save the game, uh, but it wasn't enough. But I want I want to focus back on that. I think we have the on your point on Kean Parks being out um, and Zalalem going for that shot. I was really big hater on Zalalem because I just thought defensively he put us in a bad situation. If you remember, he gave us that red card last year, which really put us in a bad situation. And so I didn't like Zalalem. Love that Hack's been playing. But after seeing Zalalem's play, I was like, this guy is an offensive. Uh, he can distribute the ball really well. Maybe we need he needs more minutes. What do you guys think? Well, you know, I forgot which game we were at, uh, but I was – saying something probably not positive about him. And I think it was Javi who, or maybe it was you, Danny. I never give you enough credit. But somebody had mentioned, like, he was at, like, a big uh, English uh, team, right? Like, yeah, he, he played was, for Arsenal. or yeah. I don't know if he played for the starting squad or it was just he made the practice squad or whatever. But yeah, he was, like, he was... on their, like, training or something like yeah. that, right? He was yeah, gonna be, yeah. Like, so there had to be something, at least at some point in his career, where he showed some, you know, uh, skill mm -hmm. I didn't, i've never seen it you know but then again how much could he show if he's coming off for 15 minutes or 10 minutes like he did in the past uh and it seemed like he only played in the beginning of the season when we had like nobody to play you remember when we were like so yeah. decimated yeah. so i need to i'm willing to see more listen if we're gonna go one and five in our last six i'm willing to look at anybody at this point because <laughs> whatever we're doing and whatever we're putting out there is not working right now yeah, and, and actually, Twitter was was telling uh, was saying, "Hey, you should put Zalalem." Like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that. Talking about Twitter, this was kind of their reactions towards what happened this game. It 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 was brutal. People were upset, and, and rightfully so. Um, so MLS Aces says, "Guys, I'm getting ready. To, I'm getting really close to cushing out. I know some of you are there already, but this is some ugly ass soccer. It, it's it's a rough one. Uh, we got uh Oz." OM77 saying your name wrong, but it's okay. Tati carried the club is sad, but it's really one win in the last six without him. Also, the coach is not much help. 
Then we got uh, Coach Joe. He's been very vocal out there. <laughs> I like <laughs> this guy. If NYCFC lose this match, Nick Cushing should be relieved of his duties in the morning. And he, we did lose that match, but Nick Cushing is still the head coach, well, the interim head coach. Uh, Anthony Buckley, Buckley uh, 3Y, he says, uh, Cushing has destroyed this club, hashtag NYCFC. And then lastly, Blue City Radio said, this was one of the worst NYCFC games I've seen in a long time. It's about the opponent being bottom of the league. It's about the coach's decision before, during, and after the game. He's ultimately the leader. He can change it. Sunday might be his last chance. Uh, guys, so what, what do we what do we make of this? So something I want to, I want to, first of all, that was rough. I can tell the the fans are frustrated. Also, Mike, uh, when he asked that, you know, that, that clip you played earlier, uh, that came from a question where, you know, we were pretty much people were asking Cushing without asking Cushing, like, what's the problem? And he blamed it on injuries mostly and inconsistency. And then Mike went out there and said from Blue City Radio, when are you going to put the blame on you? And it was a very blunt question. It hurt my heart listening to it. And then that's when Cushing gave that response. Um, but I like to mention that on one of those tweets that you had up there, uh, Julie on the mic, who uh, appreciate her because she likes all our tweets. Um, <laughs> bro, you know, it's also the front office's part. And I think that's something that a lot of people are uh, debating right now. Is it... Yes, Cushing's to blame, but how much of it is Cushing versus the front office for not replacing Tati when they knew they were going to let Tati go in mid-year? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we uh, what it makes it sound like is they thought we had enough talent on this squad to not need a replacement for Tati. Yeah. Yep. And it just wasn't true. I, I think we've come to the realization that it's not true. We don't have a true striker. And I think we were all banking on Hibet still being the guy from two years ago, three years ago. But unfortunately, it's not the case. I was not, Javi. I never <laughs> did and never was. I was not banking on him. I like him as a person. I like him as a teammate. Uh, when we've seen him, he seems like a really nice guy. There's no knock on, on Hibet from me uh, other than... He's not the same player. Injuries have changed a lot of really good players' careers. So it's not a knock on him. I think he's doing his best. Um, but I never thought that case. I, I do 100% agree with that first part, though. As a team overall, I remember early on in the season, the three of us are sitting there like, when can we play this guy? Like, we have so much depth on the bench. We're not even playing this guy. He could come in. Who, You know, I think we do have depth everywhere but in attack. And unfortunately, that's what we need right now. You know, I do feel like once our defense comes back healthy, they'll make up for some of it. But it doesn't matter if we can't score goals and we're not scoring enough goals. Yeah. One thing I will say is, though, we, we keep harping on our offense needs, but it needs to be better. Our offense needs to be better. But we've scored in every game in these last six games. Once, twice, uh, I, I know it's not been enough because we've been losing still every game, <laughs> but we have been scoring. So my whole thing is defensively, we're just atrocious and we're always playing from behind. So it's like you can it becomes harder to score goals when you're always playing from behind. That's true. But question, guys, if you got so let, to think about the front office situation, right? The way I think a good way to see whether it's the front office's fault or the head coach's fault, 
these past six games, Dottie's still gone, but Ronnie's still in. Do you think we would have had a better record in these past six games? A hundred percent. Sorry, Javi. But yes, I mean, that's not even a question. That's a, that's a yes. But what do you, what does he do differently that Cushing's not doing? I mean, uh, first of all, I think what we don't see is what happens in the locker room. And I think the team comes out onto the pitch different now than they did when Ronnie was there. Okay. And, and then I've spoke about this on the podcast before the energy, like Ronnie, if you're not doing something, Ronnie lets you know about it. You feel his energy. You feel like it almost like brings me back to being a kid and my dad yelling at me. Like I want to, <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop or my, you know, I gotta, I gotta change this. And, and it's cool to have different personalities, but I think Ronnie's on our team was a much better personality that motivated our players much better than Cushing is doing. Yeah, and when we call, I I think one of the issues I'm still having, and it's still this goes back to front office, is the intensity of the fans and us playing at Red Bull Arena. If you looked at that game yesterday, oh, uh, not yesterday, it was a couple of days ago, the Red Bull against um DC United, it was an empty crowd. You can't feel that intensity and that atmosphere when it's an eight o'clock game in New Jersey. When everybody, well, most of the fan base is in New York and wants to be in the five boroughs. These things matter and they're impacting the games. And it kind of felt the same feeling last year around the same time. It was like a Red Bull game. It was dead. And it felt like the season was done for. And then we went on to win the championship. So hopefully we have that same thing happen this year. But I think those games that we play at Red Bull that are late and people aren't really ready to trek out, uh, it, it affects the it affects the players because there's not that intensity you get at Yankee Stadium. It's just a whole different ball game. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree with that as well. I think there's so many things, Javi. I don't think we're winning a championship this year, um, and I, I wish we did, but I don't feel it. You know, early on in the season, I was like, yeah, two in a row, like we could do it. We have all of this stuff in place. I think we did in the beginning of the season had in the back of our mind that Tati was most likely leaving. We did get those rumors about Ronnie. So I think we were mentally preparing ourselves for it. Um, But I'm not a fan of just, you know, I'm not a fan of Cushing, but I'm not a fan of him being removed before the season either. I think he's been with the team. He tries to do right. He says some of the really good things. I don't mind if we just let him stay for the rest of the season, but there's no way he's our head coach next year. Is um if we lose Sunday, I know Blue City Radio might have said that he might be gone. I mean, that's just I think their opinion. But do you is there any possibility that he leaves before the end of the season? Do we think? I think there's a possibility. I, I mean, do you think anybody's going to come in and that's be able to win. turn this around by the end of the season? Uh, can we get Ronnie back? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny after that loss, I did see. I was like, I wonder how Ronnie's doing at Standard League. Uh, to uh, see if he's gonna lose his job soon, so he could come back. Um, <laughs> How's but, he doing? Uh, yeah, one and two from oh, what I saw. Okay. So it's still early on. Um, I don't. I haven't. I think I put more of the onus on the front office versus Cushing, and I hate to like keep defending Cushing, but I just don't know when you lose your star striker, you've lost your star defender Callens, you've lost Keaton Parks, you've lost uh, Martins, you got Gray playing in center back, which he hasn't played in like 10 years since he was like 12 years old in center back. Um, it's just so many moving parts, right? 
Cushy can't decide where we play our games either, right? He's going to choose Red Bull Arena. So I just put so much on that, I think, on the front office that I, I think it, the front office is more to blame. So if I had to split the blame, I'd say, you know, 60% front office, 40% uh, the coach. Um, but I just don't know if Ronnie really could have done a huge difference. I honestly, and I could be wrong on this. I do think that Ronnie brought more defense, but I think um, Cushing's been on this team for years. And I think Cushing helps bring the strategy to the team uh, when Ronnie was here. So I don't think we lost that many brains when Ronnie left. I think what we lost is the motivation. And I agree. But it's hard to motivate the team when first you came in halfway through the season and you're on a losing streak and you lose your star player. So I'm hoping Cushing can turn it around. I still haven't given up um, that we can win the championship. Although I understand it's very unlikely. Uh, I still believe in them. Listen, can we get hot? Yes, I think our team could get hot. We have enough players on our team that we could make a run. But I, I think it's unlikely. But I would love that to happen. And if, if we could get something, just a spark, something to get the team going uh, in the right direction, then we could build on it. One game, two games, three games. But as of right now, I, I'm not overly confident in anything that we could do uh, from now to the end of the season. Yeah, and so and if you look at the tables, we're we're fourth in the division, uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, Red Bulls got over us. There's no way we're catching up to Philadelphia Union at this point. So, I, I mean, we have to stay on this top four. And if we look at our next opponent, which is New England, they have 35 points. We have 45, but they're ninth, and they're they're vying for a playoff position. So this is a big game for them, and I think they really care about this next game, and it's going to be really impactful to their playoff run. So uh, it's it's going to be a close one and uh, this game has to be one of those games we take very serious because yep. if we keep if we keep getting out I mean let's say Columbus wins and Orlando win we're we're six on this chart and and to think about us not making the playoffs I I, I don't think it's going to happen but that would be a colossal colossal fail um just if you looked at the start of the season, how well we were like, it, it just wouldn't, it would be fathomable if we can't make the playoffs, that would be just so bad for the team. And, and let me ask Danny, Danny, if you're putting the blame on the front front office, you were a fan of not signing a big name, right. For, to replace yeah. Tati. So yeah. what else could they have done? I mean, the injuries happened mid season, right? Like they, I, what could they have done differently? I guess the front. No, I think I think I was wrong about Hebe, and I think they should know that better than me, right? I'm hold just on, hold on, I didn't record some... that. Can you say that again, huh? I don't think Hebe has stepped up. Yeah, I don't think Hebe has stepped up where he should have, and I understand it's hard for him. Um, he hasn't a lot of minutes. He's now kind of getting the minutes, but I also think it might be an age thing. Like I think Tati brought a lot of pressure, and you can tell that he can't seem to play the full 90 minutes. He can't seem to run a lot. And so I think it's caught, you know, age is caught up to him and he's just not the same head man. So I think I was, it was hopeful thinking. I think he could still be serviceable, but I think he is nowhere near the level that thought he was. Um, and I think they should have signed someone there. And I think the Pellegrini sign seemed really desperate. I think they realized <laughs> that they should have done something Yep. and they go, okay, let's pick up this dude and hopefully something <laughs> works out. Cause it was just out of nowhere. 
that's exactly what happened. They're like, if we don't do anything, people are going to say we didn't do anything. So they're like, oh, let's <laughs> grab anybody we can. And like, we'll yeah. show them that we're still paying attention to the team. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, he was a DP somewhere. So that means, <laughs> you know, he has to be good. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Let's um let's look into the starting lineup. This is who I, I think is going to start against New England Revolution. I got Sean Johnson, Tinner Home if he's back. Tinner Home got banged up and got subbed out last game. Uh, Gray at center back again. Chano, Amundsen, Perea, Acevedo, Maxi, Santi, Magno, and Hibbed. Uh, what do you guys think? I think that well, makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do love Gray at center. Um, I think that prevents him from having to try to cross the ball. So that's always <laughs> nice. Uh, one of the things that I think he struggled with. Um, no, no, uh, no Alfredo. Well, he's been, he was banged up. That's why he didn't get to go. Wait, was he banged up or was he, did he have yellow card accumulation? Now I forget. Hold on. No, I think he was banged up. So but, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy for the next one, but. Okay. Yeah. I, I if, go ahead. If, if he's back, I would. Wait, then do you take out Santi or do you take out Perea and put Maxi at the 10? No, I put Maxi at the 10. And then where does Santi go? Then you, I would move Santi. I would, how about we take Perea and just get rid of Haber? How about that? Oh, you know what? I'm not, well, I don't know. Perea's only good with one foot, though. <laughs> so you get, he gets the wrong angle and that dude's not making a shot. <laughs> I, I mean, I would love to see him more. I mean, I, you're right. He he is dominant on that one leg. But yeah, I, I think he has that energy. At least he's going to run. At least he's going to, you know, he's going to offer up 90 minutes. I will say it's something we haven't done. And let's do something we haven't done at this point, right? Yeah. Because what we have done isn't working for the last six games. Yeah. I got to say, though, I don't know. I'm, I'm really struggling with that too. So like an example last year, we had the same thing with Ronnie, right? We were struggling. We couldn't get, we couldn't score a goal and people were so upset that Ronnie made zero changes. You remember that? I was like his whole thing. The guy doesn't sub anyone out. Uh, I think we lost this guy for a second, but he's back. Um, he was like, he always stuck to the plan, even though people were frustrated that he didn't leave the plan. And I'm wondering, it is September. We got a few more games left in the season. Is it really time to experiment? Just keep your best players out there and and ride it out. I don't know if it's time to be experimenting with such little time left in the season before the playoffs. What, what I'm saying, though, Danny, is Hebert is not one of our best players. No, agree. But then... Uh, that's okay, so but okay, you say. make no you make no change and you say I'm gonna do what I've been doing the last six games. <laughs> first, we don't make it to the playoffs. <laughs> Second, we get knocked out in the first round. So you gotta change something. So yeah. It's not working. And I say I get what you're saying. Like it wasn't working last year, but then it just somehow magically worked. But, I don't but how know. do you build fluidity? How do you build chemistry if you have a line a different lineup every single game? But I'm saying, I, like, if if the goal is to keep Magno on the ninth, then keep him on the ninth. Put right, he could, for a little while he was doing Magno on the ninth, and then uh, Andrade on the left, Pereira on the right, Santi uh, in the middle, and Morales here. Uh, why not just fine, like ride it out, see if it works until the rest of the season versus every day changing your lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that part. I mean, I, although I don't think that's his best position, I don't think that's where he should be. But if we're going to do that and you want that fluidity with those players, then I'm okay with putting him at the nine. I, 
I don't think that's his best position, but fine. I'm okay with that. But I think that we've shown we could win with different lineups. We did it the first half of the season. We could do that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be challenging and we have to figure something out and we have to figure it out fast. Betting with Buzz. We've been very somber this episode. Give me something exciting. <laughs> give me something to cheer me up. I want to put a couple shekels on something. Just give me something, bro. <laughs> there's, there's always something when to be happy about when NYCFC is plus money, okay? Very so, true. So we're coming off of uh, one in five in our last six. Vegas does not like us right now. They do not respect I don't like this right now. I've been losing some cha-ching, cha-ching <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, I got to see how Danny's been doing. I don't know how Danny's been doing when he takes NYC. Luckily, I've been out of the game. I don't like betting unless we're unless we're doing podcasts and I'm getting my betting with Buzz <laughs> All right, I, I respect that. I like that. So this week we have NYCFC at plus 180. They have plus 260 for the draw and plus 115 for the losers. We know that we're not taking the revolution. And we're not going to draw. We're gonna we're gonna get back on track. We're gonna do what we do every episode, uh, except for the ones I didn't do, which were great because we lost every one of them. Uh, <laughs> is that we're gonna take NYCFC to win, take the plus one eighty, and then we're gonna reverse course. Okay, oh. this is not gonna be a, a overnight fix. We're not gonna just, you know, start scoring a lot of goals and having clean sheets again. So what we're gonna do is we're just kind of a low scoring game. So we're gonna do the under. Two and a half goals, which is plus money as well. So that's plus 126. And they're going to win 2 nothing NYCFC. Oh, I was that supposed money. to get that prediction. Later. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, that gets us into our next segment. All right. what Buzz, we know your, pro, your goal prediction. 2-1. Yes. You got the boys winning. Who scores? Oh, uh, wow. Good question. Uh, it depends. Does Hebert play? Because if Hebert plays, then he won't score. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Santi and Talis, 2 nothing NYCFC. Let's go. Okay, Danny. I think uh, our defense is still really tough plays. That dude, Bo, always scores on us. And well, NYCFC well, he could. Just, he just got back recently. So he's a little rusty, according to. Uh, Bruce Arena. And uh, yeah. just, to, just to follow up, Bruce Arena, we're finally playing at your stadium, so I hope we beat you because you were complaining <laughs> yeah. about Yankee Stadium last time. Yeah. We played. <laughs> but and, I think – I think sorry. Go. I was just going to say, didn't that guy score two goals last time, Danny? You predicted he was going to score a goal. Oh, yeah. I think That guy, Bo. I did. Sure I enough, did. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. So I know he's rusty. I just – I don't know why, but we always have these really tough games against New England. Uh, so I'm hoping we win because I think this is a must-win situation for the team. If we can't win this game, I'm really scared that we might not make the playoffs. So I say we win the game, but I think it's going to be over two and a half. So I'm going to say 2-1 NYCFC. Okay. Um, you went with the must-win. Those are those are always questionable because a must-win is usually last game. You literally must win to get right. into the playoffs. But a little early, but I'll give it to you. I'm gonna go three-two high-scoring game. Defensively, wow. we're just we're just not there. But the boys will pull through. 
I don't know who will score three goals. I'm thinking Chano might just do another banger from outside of the box. This guy's deadly. He, he tried one last game. Did you know? Oh, that? yeah. He was like, if nobody's going to score, I'm going to try again. <laughs> so three, two, boys win. Chano gets crazy. Like it. <laughs> Guys, if you like the show, please like, comment, subscribe. Guys, any final words? Guys, I think we're going to win the championship. Buzz said he <laughs> proclaimed we're not going to win it. Definitely not going to win it. Anytime he makes a hard claim like that, the world's going to reverse. We're winning the championship, boys. Let's get that second <laughs> ring. You know what? Danny's right about my hot takes. So I might say that every episode until we win the championship <laughs> again. Uh, but I'm very happy. I think we're all going to be back on Wednesday, right? Yes, we'll be back in the stadium September 7th. It's good to be back, boys. I missed you guys. I missed you guys too, but hopefully uh, the baby could uh, spend a few hours without you, Javi. Yeah, and <laughs> just a final word because we didn't talk about this because it's been a while. Dati put our sticker on his cup when I he was in that. the game. That yes. was dope as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. cool Bro, we're international now, guys. Yeah. We're in Spain. We're in Europe. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been real. Right. Later, y'all. Peace. Peace. Come